ML Nation, Episode 5. You can always start over and you can always make more money, but you can never regain your integrity if you compromise it. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I'm excited to bring our special guest today, Jackie Elmer. Jackie. Are you ready to make it happen? I am ready to make it happen, Simon. Jackie is an author, speaker, coach, and trainer. The best way to describe Jackie is she went from MLM skeptic when she began. She was a slow starter, but she didn't quit, and then she figured it out. One thing that Jackie discovered was using the Internet to grow her business and has made a huge difference for her. The internet has allowed Jackie to build a multi-million dollar business from home without leaving her two children. So Jackie, I've given MLM Nation just a brief intro, so please share more about your background and how you came across network marketing. You bet. And Simon, thanks so much for having me here. It's a pleasure to be in front of your audience sharing some details on my story and how it's all gone. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I was one of those people who never thought I'd be involved in network marketing. I can't really tell you why, except that it was one of those things that I just knew was bad. A a family member had contacted my parents years and years ago when I was probably, oh, I don't know, 13, 14. And I know my parents weren't interested. And and for some reason, I made up in my mind that network marketing was bad. I didn't even know the term network marketing, didn't know what it was. So I just kind of avoided it, although it never really presented itself to me until right about the time, a little bit before I had my first child. And I wasn't interested at all. In fact, I was kind of one of those prospects that nobody likes to get, the kind that basically shuts you down before you can even get started. Uh, A friend of mine came to me, asked me to take a look. I said, no, I'm not even interested. Don't care to know about the company. Won't look at the overview. Don't want to do anything. Thanks very much. Good luck to you and leave me alone (laughs) kind of thing. So that was my first real experience. But then it's interesting because fast forward about 15 months later, I'm home. I've had my first child and I'm looking around trying to do anything and figure out anything that I can so that I can stay home with him uh, and raise him myself and not put him in daycare. And so I was going to the library. This was pre-internet. I was going to the library, looking at books, looking at for anything that I could find that would help me figure out a way to work from home. I started a little word processing business, but I quickly realized that I was still trading time for money and it was very difficult meeting people's schedules and deadlines with a baby. And my husband's an airline pilot, so he was gone half the month and just the whole juggle of it didn't work. And so it was interesting. Uh, The holidays came along and we invited that same friend who had asked me a few, you know, about 15 months earlier to take a look at the business We invited him over for Christmas Day brunch. He came over and he pulled up in front of my house driving a BMW. Now, the interesting thing about that is it was a used BMW. It wasn't anything fancy. And I'm not a car person, so it wasn't even that that appealed to me. It's just that I knew him. I knew what he had driven previously, and I knew how far into debt he was. And so I knew that something was working for him. And that was it. I was relentless. I made him sit next to me through Christmas dinner. I hardly let him you know, take a bite of his food because I kept asking questions. Well, tell me about it. What would I be doing? How would that work? 
that type thing. So that's, uh, if nothing else, that should be a good indicator to anybody to always continue to follow up with people, even when they say no immediately. So that was how I got started in network marketing. That's an awesome story. And it goes back to one thing I teach is that there's never a bad prospect, right? There's just the wrong time for the right prospect. And you were very negative for a while, but it was just the wrong timing for you. And the best prospects, I don't know, what do you think about this, Jackie? I always, I think the best prospects are the ones who are in transition. They're either what they want to get out of a job, or maybe for you, you just had a kid and you're looking for something. What do you think about that? I think that's so true. You know, the the best, you're right. The best prospect is the one who's, who's ready right now. And we don't ever know when that is. We don't know who that is unless we talk to people and we don't control the timing of that. So our job is just to continue to create exposures for people and the opportunity for them to raise their hand when that time is right. And that's why you can never quit because if you quit, you never know what's going to happen. Like none of us have a crystal ball that can see like, oh, into the future, this person is going to be a good prospect or bad prospect, right? You never know. You never know who's going to come into your life. You also know, you never know who your downline is going to bring in. That's going to become a potential superstar because like you said, you can't tell sometimes. You know, that's so true. And I have multiple stories I could share on those, those very key topics that you just hit on. You know, you never know. It's timing. You never know what your downline is going to do, those type things. And I was not a fast starter in network marketing at all. I always laugh and say I'll never be written up in the network marketing hall of fame as a fast starter. But the interesting thing is, I think one of the reasons that kept me in the game and kept me from quitting is, A, we did sponsor someone within our first four months who, you know, created a lot of momentum for us. So I knew that it worked and B, I knew my own story. I knew that people would change their minds. And so I knew that if I just kept going, that there were other people out there just like me who said no initially, but who would change their mind over time. Now, I'd like to learn more about your story uh, and especially one of your most frustrating, challenging points, because I think most distributors, they don't realize it's during like the toughest times that we learn the most, right? And the keys to never quit and to keep going. So take us back to your journey, because you said you were a slow starter, to one of the points that were, you really wanted to quit. You almost maybe even hated the business, you're frustrated, but you didn't. And the lesson you learned from that moment. Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny. I have two two most challenging time frames in my network marketing career. One was in the beginning and one honestly was at the height of my success. So <laughs> so it's kind of interesting. Um but the first one is, yeah, I I struggled to get started because like many people, I had a negative blueprint about MLM. What will my friends think? What will my family think? What does this mean? Who's going to be interested in this? So my most frustrating challenges in the beginning were just really and truly getting out of my own way. I preoccupied myself with a lot of busy work, learning all the ins and outs of the compensation plan, learning the script, you know, how to do the business overview absolutely perfectly. You know, I did all these things that were busy work that made me feel like I was working my business because I really didn't want to face uh, the fact of, you know, that I needed to be doing daily single actions that were going to uh, move me forward, you know, contacting people, sharing the opportunity, that type thing. So in the beginning, that was the most frustrating thing. Although I did, I, I did get out of my own way enough to begin sharing with people. 
it's just funny. It's one of those things looking back. If I knew now what I knew then, man, I would have just gone into full momentum from the beginning, unturning, you know, unturning every stone, talking to as many people as I can and not calling one person and then, you know, calling it quits for a month or for a, a week. And then the next week, you know, making one or two calls and that type of thing. I was a slow starter in that way. But once I got out of my own way, things did begin to go. So that was my first uh, worst moment, if you will. And, and like, you know, that's the lesson I've learned. If you're going to do this, you might as well go fast because if, if you're truly going to do it, it's, it's a lot more fun to go fast and you make a lot more money. My second worst moment was at the height of my success so far, I should say, when I realized that the company that I was with, although I was the top income earner and a lot of things were going right, I realized that I had an integrity issue with the management team and the direction that the company was going. And I was faced with that decision of starting over, walking away and walking away from a very lucrative income and yet honoring my own values uh, and my own integrity to follow my heart and my passions and what I believe was right. So that was, that was a challenging, frustrating time too. But, but here's what I've learned, what I learned from that. You can always start over and you can always make more money, but you can never regain your integrity if you compromise it. So as challenging and as painful as it was to do that, I have absolutely no regrets whatsoever uh, because it was the right decision. I love that. You can always gain the money, but you can never get your integrity back. Thank you for sharing that. That was so good. Absolutely. And I think the lesson for MLM Nation is that sometimes people think only the, like the new jacket and the distributor, the new distributor has all these problems. But part of life and, you know, just MLM, it's just like life. It's a journey. And we all have problems. It's just the leaders like Jackie, they know how to handle the problems much better. And so if you're encountering challenges, issues, hang in there. You know, find out what's the lesson behind that. And for Jackie, it was like, her integrity is compromised, right? And she had to go through a tough time. But I'm sure, Jackie, you're way, way better now, way stronger, way wiser and happier that you made that decision, right? Absolutely. You know, there there are no failures in this business. There's only learning lessons. And the only time we can fail is if we don't take the opportunity to learn from each lesson that's presented to us and how we can get better. And I also love your new distributor uh, when you were a new distributor because we have so much in common. Like, I was just like you. Like when you said that you make one phone call and then not talk to anyone for the rest of the week, I remember <laughs> that's exactly where I was. And that's why I made no money my first two months. You know, I would, and I thought I was doing the business, right? I was sorting out my business cards, sorting things. I, was, I, was, I thought I was working the business. But the business is about like what Jackie says, go fast because it's way easier. When you're going fast and you're overwhelmed, that's exciting. That's when you're making money. But when you're like sitting at home and talking to one or two people, I'm sure you can, you know, uh, share it gets really boring and the business becomes really miserable when there's no activity going on yes so true that busy work will kill you <laughs> um now take us back to uh, your journey again when you had a major aha moment and uh, and then what did you what steps did you take right after you got this light bulb go off yeah, it's funny. I have two aha moments to share too. The first aha moment was was probably the most powerful. And I think that success and, and, and your whole journey in this profession is all about continuing to have those aha moments, those defining moments. But the biggest one for me, you know, in, in getting started and moving along was a couple years in my business. I'd been having fun and I was making some decent money. I wasn't making gangster income, but I was making enough money to... Um, you know, be in profit, to be home full time and do that type thing. And 
I had kind of gotten comfortable there, to be honest with you. I had gotten really comfortable in that zone because, you know, paying the bills wasn't challenging anymore, but I wasn't living the complete lifestyle that I wanted from network marketing. And it was a company convention time. And as I mentioned, my sponsor in that company was also a good friend. And we had always gone to conventions together, sat together and had that whole experience, had a lot of fun and, you know, partied together after the convention meetings and that type thing. And this particular year, he had reached uh, reached a promotion and a new level of success and he was actually invited to speak at the convention that year and because of that uh, we were in a big arena at that time with over 10,000 people and because of that he was then invited to sit down in what I call the dog and pony seats <laughs> which are the VIP seats that are right up front and I was still way up in the nosebleed seats um, and Simon since I know you're familiar with the NBA you know the ones I'm talking up like up there on the third tier you need a binoculars uh, <laughs> to see what's going on <laughs> exactly exactly and there you know there's no no struggle to find seats and that type thing so I was still way up there and he was down on the floor you know, rubbing elbows with all the the top people and having food brought in and, you know, just all this fun experience. And I had a real aha moment when he got up on stage and started speaking. You know, I sat there and I realized that he was going to go on in this business with or without me. Like he he was already doing it. He He had gotten over his challenges. He had worked through his mindset. He had worked through all that. And he was going to go on with or without me. And if I wanted to be up there too, I couldn't ride on his coattails. Like I was going to have to really do what it was going to take to be successful. And so that was a big aha moment for me, realizing that I needed to, you know, really get in the game. Now, I would love to tell you that I went home right away and rolled up my sleeves and got busy. I didn't. And that kind of created my second aha moment. I did take my business a little more seriously. But just about a year or so after that happened, my husband and I ended up relocating from Arizona to California. And uh, he, he flies for a major airline. He's a pilot for a ma- major airline. And it was right after 9-11, which is what prompted our move, actually. And uh, the airline that we were wor- that he was working for gave us a 25% pay cut. And if you know anything about moving from Arizona to California, you know that you typically took on a whole lot more debt with taxes. I mean, the cost of living in California is a whole lot more than the cost of living in Arizona. And so we had just made this move, moved into a lot bigger home, had basically doubled most of our expenses, and then we took a 25% pay cut. And it was kind of one of those things where that was an aha moment where I had to really look within and say, if I want to continue this lifestyle, if I want to hang on to this house and not have to downsize or relocate or do whatever it is or go back to work and actually get a job, then it's time for me to buck up and do what needs to be done. And that's when I really did did dig in. That's when things really shifted for me and I was able to find what it took within me to look around and say, this has all been fun and I've had some success but it's nowhere near where I want it to be. And if I want to continue the party, so to speak, it's time to buck up. And I really did. That's when I, when I, you know, got, went to work, rolled up my sleeves. I put my blinders on and I became fearless. I became unstoppable. And, you know, I went from being a a high five figure annual income earner, which was a decent income for most network marketers and certainly enough to allow me to be home full time to becoming a multi six figure income earner and, never looking back. That's such a good sharing. Thank you. Because it's kind of like what we talked about, your most frustrating and challenging moments, right? Like everyone has problems and it's all about your perspective. Um, Now, a lot of people can say, oh my goodness, this is the end of the world, 25% pay cut, but with like a 
100% increase in expenses because California is way more expensive, just housing. And, right. uh, but you took it as a positive, you know, and you actually use it. It's like a fire to ignite your business. I love that. That's so good. And so anytime, whether you have negativity, negative people, or haters, or bad situations, instead of complaining about it, be solution-oriented like Jackie. She actually used it to say, hey, what can I do? She wants to join the party, and she used that as the motivation to get her business to the next level. So thank you, Jackie, for sharing that. You bet. You know, everybody works on different levels of motivation, and negative motivation is is an inspirer for me personally. You know, I, I fell in love with California, and there was no way I was leaving or changing. I loved my house, too, so I was willing to do whatever it took. That's great. Now, take us back to what would you consider your proudest network marketing moment? You know, my proudest moment, honestly, with network marketing was the day that I realized that if anything were to happen to my husband, whether, um, God forbid, he was killed in an airplane crash or left us or whatever it was, whatever it was, that anything that would happen with him, my children and I would continue to be able to live our current lifestyle without having to make any changes. And I have to say, with all respectfulness to my husband, he never made me feel like, um, you know, he earned the bulk of the income or it was his money or anything like that. It it was never anything around that. It was just as a female, I think, and, and, you know, as someone who for a while had been mostly dependent on him after I had children, you know, I left my career in airline sales that I loved, but, you know, staying home, some sometimes there's that tendency to feel like, gosh, you know, I don't earn an income, and if something happened, everything would change. So for me, that was really one of my best and proudest moments was realizing that I could continue to live my life, live my lifestyle, support my children without regard to my husband's income. And that just that was just a, a really um, satisfying moment from the perspective of, you know, I think it made me a better partner and better everything else because it it relaxed any tension around finances. And I think finances create more tension in marriages and in the world than, than we really give credit to. Definitely. I think that the major, one of the major reasons for divorces is finances. Or people yeah. fights about is finances. Yep, I agree. What's uh, one thing that gets you really excited about network marketing right now? Oh man, there's so many things. Gosh, you know, uh, I, the the internet piece of it, the ability to expand a business globally now with with connections that we can make through social media sites like Facebook and LinkedIn, uh, just the ability to really reach out beyond our, our smaller geographic location, and and what network marketing really offers. You know, now as a 21 year veteran in network marketing, having raised two children from start to finish. And, and achieved my goal of, of being home with them, I just, I'm so excited about the opportunity to be able to empower and inspire other moms and others, you know, to be able to, to be able to do the same thing. There's just, there's just so many things that open up, you know, the opportunity is just limitless. And, and that's exciting to me every day. I'm excited to get up and, and get out there with the concept that I can touch one more life today in a positive way. Now, Jackie, I have to ask you this because you are a very excellent online marketer and you also have, I think, believe training courses about this stuff. What are some one or two tips you would share with people how to use social media the right way to grow the business? 
You know, the biggest thing to keep in mind is that your online efforts are just an extension of your offline efforts. We have this tendency to get on social media sites and go into advertising mode versus networking mode. Now, I do a lot of networking offline too, so I go to networking events. So I always say, you know, if you walked into the Chamber of Commerce or your Business Network International or Referral Network or some other um, networking group where business owners and other people came together, you probably wouldn't walk in with a big megaphone, you know, yelling at everybody with the phone number to get on your opportunity call and how great your company is and, you know, look at... Look at these before and after photos and that type thing. You wouldn't blatantly put it out there. You'd wait till, you know, the time was right when you stood up and gave your hopefully a very well put together, uh, you know, 30 second elevator pitch as we call it or whatever. Social media works the same way. People don't go on the social sites to be pitched about your opportunity. So use them to build relationships, uh, create interest in you, and then when the time is right, use those to uh, network with people and communicate about what you're looking for. For instance, I just got a LinkedIn, um, a gentleman who I connected with on LinkedIn sent me a message this morning saying, you know, glad we've connected. If there's any, you know, what's a good lead for you? How can I assist you in your business? That type thing. He sent this through a private message and I wrote him back and let him know exactly what a good referral is for me. Here's who I'm looking for. Um, Here's a good referral for me. And please let me know what a good referral is for you. So it's using those channels to expand your reach, whether it be, you know, in your local area, whether it be nationally, whether it be globally, whatever you're looking for is to remember that they're social sites. They're a way of building new warm market. But if you wouldn't walk into an offline real life situation and do it, don't do it on social media either. I think you said it the best. Like people think social media is like a totally different animal they got to learn. It's really, like you said, Jackie, an extension. It's the same thing as offline. Whatever you do offline, you can do it online. And if, whatever you don't do offline, don't be doing it online either. And Absolutely. I, and you know, one of the things that annoy me the most is that people will message me out of the blue and ask me, hey, I know you're very successful. Would you want to look at this opportunity? Without even getting to know me first. Like, you wouldn't do that if you went to like a networking event, right? At, like a, at, a, at, a, at the dinner if you met someone new. So don't do that stuff online. Because, yeah, it may work one out of a hundred. It does, it would probably work, but it annoys more people and gives, you know, network marketing a bad name. It does. And like I always say, when you do things like that, you ultimately turn off the very people that ideally you want to attract. Because whatever you're doing online, your prospects or people who are watching you are thinking to themselves, if I choose to join you in business, this is what I'm going to be asked to do. Do I want to do this? So you need to make sure that you know they see you in the highest professional light possible and that they're nodding their head yes, saying, yeah, I could do that. I, yes. I could do that. Yes, that's so good. You just... Brought up, people always think that they'll be doing what you're doing. So if you're ignoring, pestering people, who likes to do that? They think they'll be doing the same thing. And you brought up a great point. Like the people, like the next Jackie Elmers out there who are really great leaders, they get turned off by that type of stuff. You you may attract, like I said, the one out of 100, but those are normally the low-level people that are not going to do much in the business. But the one, the hungry ones like Jackie, they get turned off by that type of stuff. Yep, absolutely. Now, you also have an excellent podcast. Uh, can you share a little bit what it is and how people can learn more about it if they want to get your training? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Well, it's at my website, JackieElmer.com. It's my, I do twice weekly, Mondays and Thursdays. It's anywhere from a 
15 minute to a 45 minute and depending on whether I'm doing an interview or sharing some tips and that type thing. And I really cover everything from basic network marketing skill sets, how to talk to people, how to develop good success language, how to overcome objections, creating a 30 day success story, all the way to, you know, social media marketing tips, uh, creating your blog, creating content, marketing that out through the social sites like Twitter, Facebook, that type thing. So yeah, I mean, it's just, it's really, you know, the nuts and bolts of what it takes to build a successful business. It's really built around that. And I love doing it. I love sharing that because as I always say, I don't share anything that I haven't struggled with myself. There's, I don't think there's a mistake in network marketing that I haven't made. And my hope is to encourage other people to know that if you're making mistakes, you're on the right track. As long as you're willing to get up and dust yourself off and get back in the saddle, you know, you'll be successful. So that's really what I love to share with people. Okay, as we go towards the uh, second part of the show, I just want to ask you some quick questions, Jackie. And one of them is, what is your favorite success quote? My favorite success quote, and I did not come up with this, but I cannot for the life of me find who did. But I have used this for years as part of my signature file and everything. And that is, hesitation never cashed a check. Mm, so good, especially when you first started, right? You're talking to one prospect a week. That doesn't make any <laughs> checks, okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, on the other side, what's one habit that's helped you become successful? Do those income-producing activities first thing of the day. Now, that's going to be different for everyone, you know, whatever your your time frame is for when you work your business. But I know for me, if I get those boxes checked first, whether it's calling prospects, doing follow-up, three-way calls with my team, if I can get those checked off from the very beginning of the day as, as quickly as I can, that frees me up to do a whole lot of other things. So that that's one habit that really has helped me is get those income-producing activities out of the way first thing and check that off. And then I feel free to go do other things and my business will grow. Very good. What is the best piece of advice you ever got? Well, it was the best piece of advice, but it was also the most painful. And that was uh, from a mentor of mine who was not my upline, not in my company, but someone who I was actually having breakfast with at, at an event years ago. And I was you know, going on and on to her about how difficult it was for me. And, you know, I had small children and my husband was gone and blah, 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 making up all these excuses. And she looked me square in the eye and said, when are you going to stop using your children as an excuse and start using them as your reason why? And that smacked, but it was Mm. so true. She was absolutely dead on. And that was really good advice. And I came home from that and stopped whining and pulled up my big girl panties, as they say, and I got busy. That's so good. You know, one of the best advice I got to related to that, Jackie, was if you want to make yourself accountable, like you, you know, we, everyone should have an accountability partner, right? Is to promise something to your children. So, this one of my friends of mine, he was going for a diamond director, and, you know, he lacked motivation to do it, just like everyone else. And what he did was his 10 year old at that time wanted a bike. So, he promised him, like, if I, if I reach this level, daddy will buy you a bike. And before you know it, for the 30 days straight, I think it was 28 days, every day his son was asking about daddy, where's my bike? Are you making it? Are you going to get me the bike? And even when he didn't want to do the business, he just kept on going because he didn't want to let his son down. Yeah, that's probably, I'm the same way. That's what I've always said. I never had a problem acknowledging what my why was because every morning I got up and looked him right in the eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jackie, do you have a favorite prospecting tool you use? Like, uh, do you use a newsletter? Do you do online video, webinars? What do you like to use? 
You know, I use um, my particular company offers us the ability to create our own about me page on the company website. And and so we can uh, customize that to share a little of our story. And that's really my favorite tool. That's where I send people to first instead of just sending them like to the home page or something like that. So I love to use that because I have it totally customized to share a little bit of details if they're there looking for the product and to guide them through the process if they're looking for the opportunity. So it gives me the chance to point out to them where to click, what to view, where to go next. And I feel like that's very duplicatable too because then I can train my team how to customize that themselves. Yes, that's so good because people buy you, right? They buy you and... So before they even look at a presentation, they get to know something about you. They see your strength, and they get to know you as a person. And it makes the presentation, the follow-ups, way, way easier. Yep, absolutely. Do you have a favorite app or you lose online resource like a Dropbox or Gmail or Evernote that you could recommend to our listeners? You know, it's funny. I have a mastermind group, and we just got back from a live meeting in Dallas, and everybody teases me because, as you and I chatted about earlier, you know, I'm I'm a t- I'm I'm the online girl, but I'm not a super tech girl. And they were teasing me because I hardly ever open Evernote. You know, my favorite resource, really and truly, is my Google Calendar, which I have. You know, it syncs with my iPhone. It's where I put everything, even reminders. You know, back when my daughter was in high school playing tennis, I even had a reminder every day of what time to pick her up, not because I would forget to pick her up, but because I would get busy and the time would pass. So I am huge. My, my Google calendar is filled with all kinds of reminders. And as long as I'm diligent about putting stuff in there, I don't miss time frames. I don't miss follow-up. You know, I can schedule somebody, I can put in there six months from now, follow up with so-and-so. Maybe I had a conversation today and it wasn't the right time. So I really rely on my Gmail calendar, um, to, to keep me on task and keep me on target. Yeah. I love Gmail uh, calendar as well. And I think you brought up a great point. Like we were joking before the call that uh, actually not joking. You're saying you're not techie, and it brings back the reminds me of when I interviewed Ray Higdon. He's another good online marketer that he said also is not a techie. And I think the thing that confuses or like frustrates a lot of people when they want to do social media or something else, they feel like they need to know it all, but you don't. You don't need to know all the techie stuff. Like Jackie doesn't need to know all the techie stuff, and she has a very very good online presence. I mean, she has her own podcast. And she's not a techie, you know? So you don't need to learn to know it all, just to know the basics, and you can get your, yourself up and running online. Absolutely. You know, I, I always say I operate on a need-to-know basis. If I don't need to know it right now, today, to move me forward in my business, I'm not wasting time with it. And when I do need to know it, in some way, shape, or form, it'll come back to me. And there's nothing you can't find these days between YouTube and Google. A- exactly. Absolutely. Now, do you have a book you could uh, recommend to ML Nation? Yeah, you know, the book that really changed my whole thought process was Richard Brooks' Mach 2 with Your Hair on Fire. Uh, that, that made a huge difference. I'm kind of one of those people where I'm a happy person. I'm self-motivated. I have a lot of that. And I always saw myself as one of those people with the, you know, the glass half full kind of mentality. What I didn't realize till I read that book was how much negative self-talk was going on behind the scenes. So while I might project a very positive outlook to the rest of the world, my own self-doubts and limiting beliefs were holding me back. And when I read that book, it really changed my life and my business in terms of vision and our self-talk and the movies that we run in our own mind about ourselves. And ML Nation, I know you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing free audio book at MLMNationBook.com. That is MLMNationBook.com. So Jackie, here's the last question. I'm really excited uh, to hear this and I'm curious to see what you're going to say. 
Before we go to the million dollar question, if you're an ambitious distributor who's ready to take your business to the next level, go become an MLM Nation Insider. Just go to MLMNationInsider.com and you can join a select group of distributors who meet every week to discuss what's working in the MLM profession. As an insider, you also get a weekly live MLM training that you can participate on a webinar or through the phone. Online access to an entire archive training library. A mission into a private Facebook group where you can network with other motivated and successful distributors from all around the world. The opportunity to ask questions to one of the top MLM trainers. And you also receive a monthly newsletter with the latest tips and online marketing strategies mailed directly to your door. Interested? Simply go to MLMNationInsider.com to learn more. Now let's get back to the show and to the million-dollar question. So imagine you were forced to start all over again, and you knew no one. Okay, you knew no one, no, not even one person in this world, but yet all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What would be the first thing you would do to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? Love that question. I would absolutely use social media, and I would start with three sites. I wouldn't necessarily start with three sites, but I'm going to give the listeners three sites because they may have their favorite. That would be Facebook, LinkedIn, or Meetup. And the first thing that I would begin to do is begin to find people in my local area who were on uh, these sites and begin to network with them, make friend requests, get to know them, start to build that relationship, and then uh, segue that into live meetups, you know, coffee with this person, networking events that are going on locally and that type thing. Because I still am a big believer that you can, that building in your local area can be very, very powerful when you can be live and face-to-face, but you can use social media to leverage that in such a huge way uh, just by starting on those social sites, networking there first, and then taking it offline as soon as the opportunity arises that you can do that. Jackie, as we wrap up, do you have any last words or advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect with you? You know, my, I guess my best piece of advice is to know that you're in the right place at the right time. Uh, you, you know, do whatever you need to do to get past any limiting self-beliefs because we've all been there and we're all there on an ongoing basis too. You know, all of us have bad days. It doesn't matter where you are in your, in your career. It doesn't matter what career you're in. Even outside of network marketing, there are good days and there are bad days. And the key is just to keep going and know that if you do keep going, pretty soon the good days will outshine the bad days and you'll easily be able to say, hey, I'm having an off day. I'm going to you know, take the afternoon off, but I'll be right back at it tomorrow morning. And that's really it. It's, you know, it's that, it, it sounds like such a cliche, but the only way you can fail is if you quit. So if you just don't quit and you keep going and you keep working on your skill set and getting better and better and better, you'll do well. And then so what's that, the best way uh, we can connect with you? Yeah, just my website, JackieAlmer.com. From there, you can link to all my social media sites. But almost, I'm Jackie Almer almost everywhere out there. So <laughs> she is out <laughs> there. She's, she's definitely out there. She's a great online marketer. You know, ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you've been hanging out with Jackie Elmer. So keep up the momentum and go to MLMNation.net and type in Jackie at the search bar, and all the show notes will pop right up. Jackie, thank you again for sharing your journey with ML Nation today. Simon, thanks for having me, and thanks to everyone out there. In order to be successful in MLM, you must help others. 
So, Jackie, thank you again for setting such a great example. We're grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you. That's our show for today. Thanks for joining us. If you like what you learned from Jackie, please let her know. Just go to the show notes page on mlnation.net and search for Jackie. Her show notes will pop right up. If you go to the bottom of the page, her contact info will be right there, and you can thank her. Also, be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes because that's the best way. It saves you time. It gets these trainings, these podcasts, downloaded to your phone automatically while you sleep. And the best compliment, if you enjoy this, the best compliment that you can give us is to share it with others. Let people know about it. Share it on social media. So not only will you help us, but also you can make a bigger impact on someone's life. You can motivate, inspire someone that needs it today. So Last thing before we leave, uh, please leave an honest review for ML Nation podcast on iTunes. Just go to iTunes, click on review. You know, ratings and reviews are extremely important. You don't need to give a five-star rating. The most important thing is let it be honest. Okay, review. Let me know what you like or don't like about the show because I read every single one of them. And they help the show get better. It also motivates me to keep getting these trainings to you. So that's our show for today. Thanks again for being part of ML Nation, and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.